Welcome back to our podcast. It's been a minute. It has. Not too bad, though. I guess think it we... feels like forever. No, it, it, we're not. We didn't hit the week mark, but we're pretty close. Really? A little over a week. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Maybe, maybe two weeks. It just feels like we've done a lot. We have done a lot. We're moving, as you. Four, four days. Yeah, as you know, if you listen to our first podcast, so we've been packing away. This is the last podcast we're going to record in Michigan bittersweet it is bittersweet um so we've been staying busy abby's been a packing queen while i'm working trying it's like so hard because like you're living you still got to keep living so Mm -hmm. like keeping certain kitchen utensils out and toys for the girls and but then like i feel like i've packed so many boxes but then there's still stuff everywhere even though we've purged a lot we have. I actually... It's so fun. I've told multiple people, I think I like moving. So this will be our one, two, three, four, five. This will be our sixth six. place that yeah. we'll, we have lived in almost four years of marriage mm-hmm. and our fourth state. And then we already know we're moving again. So we'll have five states in like five years of marriage. So that's pretty fun. But what I love about what I was saying, what I love about moving is I love the purge. Um, Abby has sold a lot on Facebook Marketplace, and mm-hmm. I'm like, if we didn't know that it was in that box when I looked in the box, we throw it away. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's been really great. I would love eventually to own nothing but Ikea furniture that mm. that lasts Ikea. three years, and we chuck it and get new furniture when we move. We've got some good Ikea stuff. We do. Um, so that's what we're doing. We have our little... Pause. Uh, I wish that they could see Lainey trying to get her pacifier right now. I know. It's pretty cute. She's still working on it. It's a webinub. But it's just like she just can't get For it non, non-parents, it's the weird pacifier uh-huh. <laughs> that's attached to the stuffed animal. She's freaking um, cute. There <clears throat> she goes. <laughs> so we have our little almost two-month-old with us right now. She's bouncing away. So you're going to hear her little squeaks. Uh, and then also, uh, as you could tell by the title of this, which again, I don't know what it is yet, but I know you'll be able to know what, what we're going to talk about by the title, uh, our little 18-month-old, almost, I guess, 18-and-a-half-month-old, uh, is going to make her podcast debut today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send some audio your way with her saying, saying hi. Yes, she's actually currently in bed. She is in bed. She's not going to be live. Sorry. But we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let so her... Uh, say hi to the world. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about parenting today because we're the experts. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when Josh <clears throat> told me that we were going to talk about this, I was like, babe, we're like literally 19 months into this thing. Like literally people are going <laughs> to yeah, two kids. We, we got this. No, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> thought was uh, w- we know a lot of young parents mm-hmm. and especially in this last season in Michigan, everybody was having a baby. Um, yeah, and so, so and so much of parenting is just trial and error. And so it, it's not necessarily trial and success. So there's nothing wrong with kind of sharing what we're doing. And it's kind of like a little, I don't know if diary is the right word, but it'll be fun in mm-hmm. five years and 10 years to listen back to what like, we did, what? Noobs. how we messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, you know, and even thinking even further, maybe our girls we'll be able to listen to this and get a little glimpse into what life was like when they were babies. That's cool to think about. Actually, that is. 
That's cool. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, I hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Where are we going to start? Um, we'll do like a quick five-minute synopsis of your births. I mean, okay. just like real simple. Cool. Um, great. Both births were wonderful. And I say that because, um, as most moms know, you go in with a plan and you're hoping that you can work that plan and that it will all go smoothly. Sometimes it does and sometimes it does not. And I can say for the majority of it, both of my births went according to a somewhat plan. Mm -hmm. Um, both were done. Um, naturally, no epidural, um, but in a hospital in a unit called the Alternative Birthing Center. Um, so basically, you get the saddest s- part, one of the saddest parts about, and definitely not the saddest, but one of the saddest parts about moving from Michigan. Is that? Yeah. It's so nice. Because they're not as popular everywhere else. Michigan had a really just. I bet if you go to New York and California, you're, you've yeah. got plenty of options, but yeah, Midwest, maybe not. Yeah, not as many. But, um, so incredible experiences. I used a midwife, um, but I also had nurses with me. And the cool thing was, once I gave birth, um, I stayed in that room. Um, both baby Queen girls. Queen size bed. Queen size bed with t- so many pillows. You could be in any position you wanted to, which yeah. was great. I'm such an advocate for that. <coughs> I think that's why I'm excited to, like, potentially be a doula. Oh, yeah. That's, did you, you that? I think you did I on your first. That. Yeah. No, no, no. When you were talking about your personality, yeah. you were talking about hoping to be a doula Mm -hmm. one day so but i'm a huge advocate for that for moms being able to give birth however they need to because they think it's super important anyways that's a whole other tangent who was your doula for these births my hubby that's right he's so great i like so in it funny story well first dads future dads men uh, or partners or people that are helping single mothers with births mm. get in there it's so cool it is but don't be overbearing don't <laughs> no but it's like so amazing like, <laughs> uh, I, I really loved it I've always loved just the science of reproduction and anatomy and stuff so it's really really cool and mm. the coolest part was and it wasn't even weird in the birthing center but I told them I wanted to kind of help deliver the babies and I got to do that with both that's true Um, what did I run I was gonna talk about the slow anyways um so yes natural in a birthing center um Indy's birth was 13 hours um from start to finish I labored at home for about five hours and went to the hospital labored in a tub and then um gave birth and pushed outside of the tub um, no kinks there. It actually went very, very smooth. And yes, it was very, very tough. Hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, the funny story about that birth. So you labored in the tub for like five hours, meaning that was just using, it was just helping with pain, right? Yes. And I, going in there, I'm like, oh, I can't uh, wait to get in the tub. I love hot tubs. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I'm totally bringing my swim trunks. And you were kind of... Well, you were giving me a hard time, but you're like, don't get in the tub. But I did. I brought the swim trunks and I got in the tub. Heck yeah. And then all you wanted me to do, almost the entire labor with Indy, um, was rub your lower back. And so what ended up happening is I'm in this tub Mm -hmm. 
and it's great for like 10 minutes warm water but yeah. like they don't run the water the whole time so hard. and so the water would get it got cold and I couldn't said, tell. Yeah, she doesn't even I'm know. I'm sweating bullets, <clears throat> obviously. And I'm, so then by that time, I'm sitting on the edge of the tub and in swim trunks that are dry now. And so if you're a guy and you know how uncomfortable that is, and I'm bending over, rubbing the, her lower back, and my back is starting to like go out. And obviously, I cannot say anything. I can't obviously. stop doing that because no. my wife's in labor. Mm -hmm. But the f story afterwards is like, the night after she gave birth and we had our baby, the next night I almost could not get out of bed. I almost couldn't stand because my back hurt so bad. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a funny story yeah. that my la the first labor was almost tougher on me. Yeah. Wow. Moral of the story. Wow. Just everyone's <laughs> weeping for you. Um, okay, so that was my f that was with Indy. Um, everything was great with her. Um, and then with Lainey... So here's the thing, midwives, my midwife, um, told me that usually having babies this close, your body just kind of went through this, that your labor is going to be like half the time. But I was like, ah, nah, I don't want to get my hopes up, which is a weird thing. I'll tell you why in a second, why like that's kind of like a catch. <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up that it wouldn't be as long as 14 hours. Um, well, it wasn't. It was literally half the time. And the thing was, um, because it was half the time, I moved so quickly through labor and just so straight into, like, pushing. And, I mean, fast labor I, is good, but it's also just, like, you're just going. Um, and once again, no epidural. And I was like, oh, we'll just labor at home for a little bit longer. Um, because we did it with Indy and I really enjoyed just being in the comfort of my home for a while. Um, and it was like, what, three hours in? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need you to get me to the hospital. I was like, this yep. baby's coming and it's going to be soonish. Yeah. Um, I pushed a little bit prematurely. So that means my cervix wasn't fully dilated. I was at like a nine, nine and a half at this Is point. Is cervix a gross word? I don't know. I don't know either. Let them decide. All right. Um, the thing <laughs> that has to dilate... For my baby to make an appearance <laughs> was not um, fully dilated, like I said. So um, that means that it got swollen and I was pushing against something, um, which made it very hard for um, Lainey to get in a good position to come out. So, um, a little bit longer pushing. Yeah. It was Way a more long painful. freaking time. For you, I could tell. It was because they asked me, any moms out there that have given birth and that know what it feels like to push or have the sensation of needing to push. Or guys that have had to hold a poop. up. The same thing. Get get out. <laughs> now. Anyways, on a real note, um, like I said, if any female if understands that, um, it's like they asked me to not push for almost 45 minutes to an hour. And I was in the thick of I needed everything and may needed to push. So doing that was super painful. Um, it was honestly worse than like just normal contractions. So, but that really was super helpful because it got Lainey in a great position. Um, my cervix dilated fully and sorry, I'm going to say it. We're talking about birth. It's, it's fine. Not gross. It's fine. It's I guess we're just, we're just going to have to put explicit on this podcast. OMG. Um, it got fully dilated, and then Lainey came out, 
and it was great. Um, she didn't cry when she first came out, which was super funny. Yeah, it's ironic because, as you'll, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more. She cried about ten times more than Indy did her first month of life. Oh. So, yes. So she really, she, she just like, oh, just wait, I do cry. Um, so that was birth with my girls. Um, absolutely wouldn't have had done it a different way. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked a lot about parenting and kids even before we were engaged. Um, and I always said my number one thing that I wanted as a parent to young kids, like babies, toddlers, um, was that they, well, two things, not my number one, my top two things was that they would be social, that they would be okay with anybody watching them, that they would be okay with talking or, holding you know, them, people holding them. yeah, people holding them. Um, and then number two was that our social life wouldn't end. Um, that was probably my number one thing actually was that side of it. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you say you had two or, I mean, you were, no, you definitely agreed with, with those. That. I think it's different as a first time mom. It was different with Indy because I think first-time moms if you remember back to having your first kid it was like you kind of just wanted to stay indoors you just wanted to be a recluse maybe not all of you but I feel like that was kind of a thing that I had heard and it was hard to fight that first-time momism mm-hmm. in me um, I will say also as a side note we I think had a big advantage my mom grew up with or I grew up with my mom having a daycare in our house my whole mm. life mm-hmm. and so babies were like second nature and then you were a, I was a nanny yeah you were time. a nanny um so we already i think for so many new parents i mean i know personally know guys that are like yeah i've never changed a diaper mm-hmm. <laughs> and i changed hundreds of diapers and so yep. uh so we didn't have to figure out what this like creature was we already knew what for the a, most part i mean well every baby has its quirks but like we knew what a baby did and what a baby needed and we knew if it was crying it's because it needed a diaper change it needed to feed it needed to sleep like or it was just <clears throat> cranky true that didn't have happen as much with indy but um so that that definitely gave us a, a an advantage i think to to new parenting like at least this thing i we both knew how to hold them like yeah. we both knew yeah. how to maneuver them and um yeah and yeah. just that was really nice mm-hmm. there was no fear with that side of it, I would say. I want to play devil's advocate, though, too, so people who are listening are like, oh, my gosh, it's so easy. Sometimes it wasn't easy. I can say from my perspective, sometimes, like, trying to get out of the house with just this new human, mm-hmm. it was sometimes hard. I was very motivated because Josh was really encouraging with that. Um, but it was also sometimes... It was sometimes really difficult and stressful. So if you're like, how did you guys do that? First, it's kind of like mind never matter. There were times when I was like, I can't do this. Like, we can't go out tonight. Like, cancel all of our plans. <laughs> That's kind of just my personality in True. general. Yeah. But sometimes that panic sets in, but we still did it, and I'm really mm-hmm. thankful that we did. So I'm not saying it's super easy, especially if you're a mom and you get that connection. You got hormones, all that kind of crazy stuff. Like, that's all real. But mm-hmm. we really did, like Josh said, like push towards staying social having friends letting our girls 
see, even though they couldn't really know that, you know, that we had great friends and that we were, that was a value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also, when you're talking, I, I'm reminded it's been a lot, a lot, lot better with the second one, but especially with Indy, uh, the newborn cry oh, yes. effect on you. It was insane. It's, I'd stop off on the side of the highway. It was exponentially worse than for, mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> I was just like, she's crying. What's the big deal? I think women, ladies would understand that. I yeah, don't know. It might, it might, not be a, it might not be a women thing, but it could have been between us. But I'm pretty sure it might. it's probably a mom thing. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. That. So, guys, I never was patient with it. I just couldn't because it just didn't get it and it was it's hard for me to sympathize sometimes i think now now i could have done better but um so yeah i'm going to talk to dads for a second about uh the emotional side of of it and so we didn't find out uh the sex of um indy Mm -hmm. she was a surprise and we did find out with lane Mm -hmm. and actually i was abby was totally on board with both, both of those but i was the biggest proponent for the surprise for indy um because i'm like you never get surprises in today's world i don't remember the last time i was surprised this is the way you should do it you don't need to know who cares about the clothes um and what happened was i wanted a son so bad and then you just psych yourself into believing i think it's a son i mean there's no reason to believe that 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's a, it's a coin flip and so then what happened was Indy was born and it, uh, you can hear we videotaped it and I'm like, I'm like, uh, oh, our microphone just kind of, kind of shot at our faces. Oh, nice. Here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, it's attached to our bassinet. So. It is. We don't have a great room for this yet. That's so fine. new microphone though. Hey, hopefully, hopefully it sounds sound better. better. <laughs> um, so Indy's born and I, and, and she comes out and I'm like, First, I'm in shock. Both of us are because I just saw birth for the first time in my life and she just gave birth for the first time in my life. And so I'm already in shock. But then I'm like, it's a it's a girl. And I was so surprised. Uh And then what stinks is it literally took. I'd say two weeks to really come to grips that I had a daughter. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, I don't don't feel bad about this, Indy, if you're listening. (laughs) I love you so much, mm-hmm. but it was a solid two months probably before I f- really started to feel that emotional connectedness. And I know that that's not all true, always true for all, all men. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, literally some guys like as soon as she's born, wrap, I was wrapped around her finger and like, that's so legit. Um, but for my experience, it took a while. And so what happened to me was when Indy was born first, like the whole pregnancy thing, as soon as Indy was born, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, look at this baby. I was like, holy crap look at my wife she's a stud yeah and i was like blown away so impressed um just really in awe i said she kind of had these like hulk muscles come out of her back it was amazing we have a recording of it yeah it's it's insane um and so that was what i felt and then what was cool even though i didn't have an immediate emotional um (laughs) i didn't have an immediate emotional connection Probably for the first time in my life, I felt like an adult switch flip. Like I've slowly <laughs> become more responsible and slowly become more of an adult. Still not there in a lot of ways. Um, but there was a massive flip that switched mm-hmm. when she was born. 
um like responsibility too. yeah and just like i could just tell like something inside of me inside of my brain switched into this like now i have a job that matters mode and and so maybe that's even why the emotional connection took a little longer because i saw it as like now i have a job a now job. i have to take care yeah. of this child and really i didn't have to do much with the child i'd change her diapers and help with the sleeping stuff but for the most part i was like now i gotta take care of my wife because mm. she's not gonna take care of herself <laughs> um mm -hmm. as much and so yeah. that was really really cool to like feel a, a real flip um and then fast forward to laney we found out the sex we knew the name and mm -hmm. i and i knew what birth was going to be like i knew we knew all this stuff and so mm -hmm. when she came in the weeks leading up to it i was so different i was so excited yeah. uh to meet lane mm -hmm. so excited to meet laney um i loved her name i just couldn't wait i couldn't wait to see if she looked different than indy mm -hmm. um and then as soon as she's born again it wasn't like a super like ooey like mushy like emotional thing but like mm -hmm. way more of an immediate connection um to laney which was really really cool mm -hmm. um and so i say all that dads um to be oh hello you hear me talking about you to be encouraged that if if you don't have an immediate connection or if you feel like well i really just want to care for my wife like i don't care about the baby as much right now um that's normal i think mm -hmm. that's okay yeah. And it'll come. Because now... Oh, I'm obsessed with Andy. And just She's so... BFFs. I mean, yeah. And there was some times when I was like, I don't think Andy likes me. <laughs> Andy likes Abby so much more. And then Lainey was born. And yeah. she hasn't pulled away from you. No. It's just that she's gotten so much closer to me, which is awesome. That's so sweet. Um, and so we have a lot, a lot of fun. Um, oh. oh. Looks like yes. a sad face is happening. Are we going to have a baby interruption? She's I don't... thinking about it. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Speak to moms for a second, just about like the real, mm. real beginning stages. Not necessarily about labor, but those first few weeks. Yeah. So my first few weeks with Indy, I not even first few. Definitely the first couple months were. Oh my, they were pretty hard. Um, I think, I just sometimes I'm like man, how do women and moms look so beautiful after they give birth and, like, look so chill and excited? And I just didn't, I didn't have that um, <laughs> instant emotion. I was literally shell-shocked. Now, that could yeah. have been because my physical body was literally trembling <laughs> after birth um, just because I didn't have anything helping me calm down at that point. Um so I was shell shocked, and we I can I look back now and I'm like I think I was just kind of shell shocked with the first, like you said we've been around kids we've been around babies a lot of our life, um, but when it's yours it's just a little bit different and I know every person would say that, um, that has had kids and so I think I just I think I want to say that my hormones, um, being a mom the first time I don't think they leveled out as well as they did with Lainey. Mm -hmm. um, I oh, feel, yeah. I think I just, they were all over the place, which really does make sense. I just went through something crazy. I think my hormones dropped real low at that point. Um, so that was really difficult. So really had to be conscious of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Um, I don't think either of those really came on, mm -mm. um, but just with my past, which we will probably have a podcast about, um, just with mental illness in my history, um, we had to be aware of that. But 
So, um, but definitely a lower time after having um, ND. But um, what I mean, what that looked like was multiple times at work when I had to go back to work. Like, and this is there's nothing wrong with this. I'm sure every yeah. mom had these moments, but like, call me. I can't do this. I'm not cut out for this. I'm, I'm a terrible. I'm mom. a bad mom. I wasn't meant to be Andy. She's mom. she's crying, and I can't handle. I can't hear her. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were yeah. our motto or my motto. This was not Abby's motto. <laughs> My motto was, you cannot take care of that baby if you don't take care of yourself. And so a healthy mom made for a healthy baby. Another thing that was playing into that is I had a terrible time nursing. Mm, yeah. Also a huge advocate for formula as well. Um, there's such a... Honestly, there's a shame culture for both. Um, yep. Both nursing moms and formula moms. Um, and so it took me so long to be able to get on the formula train. And I mean, like, I would have such anxiety. I mean, I would sob over it because I just desperately wanted to be able to feed my baby. Mm-hmm. And I just, my supply wasn't there. Also, Indy had a terrible time latching. Yeah. I think there was just both issues both ways. Um, and so I tried and tried at least for, I think, three months. I just strictly did um, nursing, which, come to find out, she was probably so hungry. Yeah. I really had such a bad supply. Poor thing. Um, but I finally helped myself and supplemented with formula and of course my supplier ran out about five months in but I was proud of myself for going that long um and then we switched over to formula and she's like the smartest kid I've ever met um so I think that was also a little bit hard I didn't and I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. with with breastfeeding yeah you had like one lactation uh, expert come great. yeah she spent like five minutes in the room I feel like yeah and I didn't really get connected with, like, a support group and stuff. It was just weird. I felt like I was so prepared for, like, the labor and delivery delivery part. And then breastfeeding came. And I was... I just was not educated. Yeah. Now. Um, and we were both formula babies, too. So I'm, like, center and tell her, like, hey, let's just cut this out. Let's bring the formula in. And so finally we did. Okay. Just, like, you know, one bottle, bottle two day. bottles yeah. a day. You know, barely. And then by the time she was, like, six months... It kind of took formula. full formula. Which is actually kind of nice because then we weren't... I could feed her. Yeah, and, and babies, you know, young babies are eating all the time. So at that, that point, she wasn't eating all the time, so mm-hmm. we weren't spending a crap ton of money on formula. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, like I said, pro-nursing, pro-formula. But... Pro-healthy baby. Yes, healthy <laughs> mom, healthy baby, however you can feed your baby, like, all props to you. Yep. Um, so... But Indy, I mean, I I loved Indy to death the second that I had her. Like, I don't think it was different knowing versus not knowing. I mean, moms that have been pregnant or that have babies, I mean, I think you know if, like, it's just the most beautiful thing to be able to grow life inside of you. And so you already have that connection, like, the kicking and just the knowing that there's this other precious life and creature inside of you it's forming and it's miraculous it's just really cool so i think maybe yeah it is a little bit easier for moms to do that to instantly connect I and i mean so. like you they start and they you have to start nursing right away so like there's and you had a way way more of a bond during pregnancy obviously yes but i didn't have any of that so. no no um so i would say andy's first few months were definitely hard as a first time mom but but I mean, we really made the most of it. Um, it was, 
I mean, every little thing she did, we were just soaked up with. Mm -hmm. um, the joke is now that we have like five pictures of Lainey and like 20,000 of Indy in just two months. <laughs> um, so we're working on that. Um, yep. Second child syndrome. We love you, Lane. Seriously. Yeah. Um, something we love you less. It's just that we're we're busy with two. Um, so then Lainey, it's just I think I knew what to expect more. Less shell shock. Um, birth was great. My body healed a lot faster the second time. My hormones um, came down a lot nicer and cleaner and neater this time, I'd say. Um, I'm not saying I didn't cry. There were lots of nights Josh would come home and I'd be so thankful he came home from work and we'd go out to dinner or something like that and I just I'd let some tears out because the day I'd been just trying to hold it all together, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and yeah. I think the hardest part in, for moms maybe that have two or you're, you're going to have two soon is is going from the one and having so much time and attention for your for your first mm -hmm. and then that going away and literally having to spend a ton of time with your second because they're really relying on you for the for quite a while now mm -hmm. but i'm really thankful that andy really won't remember those times where like i just had to sit on the couch for a lot of the day because laney is close to feeding all afternoon you know mm -hmm. um so, and this time has gone better with nursing. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, latch went great. My supplies actually really great right now. Um, so I'm super thankful for that and don't have the anxiety. Nope. Um, if we do have to switch to formula for some reason, like, great. I mean, um, she has made me give up a couple of food groups, which is tough. Yeah. Just to see how We're our body trying is. Trying it out, yeah. yeah. Not saying that's what it is, but sometimes the baby's tummies are just sensitive so yeah. as a mom with two it's been really great i wouldn't i mean laney now is we're two months we're getting the hang of things a little bit she's starting um to sleep at least a little bit more her tummy and belly and gas and stuff are getting better that's what we really struggled with the first month um yeah so yeah so yeah, that's the <clears throat> the early stages of parenting Thanks. both, um, and so we're gonna I, I we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, more in depth of our kind of like social life with kids and how we would mm -hmm. how we take them places, uh, and we're also gonna talk about uh, feeding and a little bit more of the logistics and all of the things that we suck at. And um, a tiny bit of the beginning of toddler life. Yeah, a little bit of toddler life. That's all we got so far. But the moment we know you've been waiting for, what? we're going to take a break. And our 18-month-old, <laughs> Indy Mae Jackson, is going to make her debut. Uh, we were practicing her vocabulary today, and I got it on video. And so here she is. Take it away, girl. Can you say hi? Hi. Can you say Lainey? Can you say sissy? Sissy. Say mama. Mama. Dada. Mama. Can you say dada? Say yes. Yes. Say no. No. Say oh no. Oh no. Say thank you. Thank you. Say please. Please. Uh oh. What? Papa. Did you poo poo? Papa. You say papa? Papa. You say grandma? Mama. You say Kinsey? Kinsey. You say Jordan? 
Can you say Richie? Richie. Can you say Jenna? Yeah. Can you say Baby? Baby. Baby? What's a lion say? <coughs> What's a tiger say? <coughs> What's a kitty cat say? <coughs> What's a doggy say? <coughs> What's a pig say? <laughs> What's a sheep say? <laughs> What's a horse say? Nay. <laughs> What's a fishy say? <laughs> you say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. So. She's so cute. So cute. That little uh, fish noise. You should see her little mouth. Because we do the the lips where you kind of you pinch your lips together and, and make and it's it is too cute. So hope you enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, we want if there was uh, the only thing that I feel like worth giving advice on is the social aspect of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we succeeded or we were awesome, or awesome, but like I just. It was so helpful and so valuable. And it was the value of our family. Yeah. Um, so we, at a young age, um, we, or like I said, before we, Indy was even born, we knew that that's the type of um, parenting that we wanted to do. Yeah. And so probably a week, two weeks old, mm-hmm. we took her. and We took her places. Um, yeah. And so we took her to our friend's house, Richie and Jenna, of course, and, uh, you know, Kristen and Paul, and our both moms came up, and, mm-hmm. you know, they were super helpful in, you know, helping Abby get breathers and take naps, and, um, and so we were just real big proponents and other people um, holding our kids. I will say the nice thing about it was, was that Indy was a summer baby. Oh, that's so true. Um, I will say it's been a little bit harder sometimes to want to get out or get yeah. out, especially during the day. So true. In the winter. I mean, here in Michigan, especially. Yeah. Um, so that made a big difference. Like, you wanted to get out in the sun and we could go do stuff yep. really easy. Um, yeah, but we did. We did get out quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think I took a couple months off of leading worship, which was actually good. Probably I a mean, month, month and a half. Yeah. That's I mean, you led up until like 39 weeks mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, a month and a half and you came back and that was really cool because you was able, you were able to get some help from Jenna and, you know, your friend, she would come in the mornings and stuff and help hold and yeah, mm-hmm. you just, the only time that you, that you couldn't hold her was like during the services, but mm-hmm. like during rehearsals, if you needed to hold her, yeah. you did and it was really cool. Um, yeah. Obviously a, a pre not a prereq something that you have to you know we were already social like that was already a big part of our life so obviously mm-hmm. some some people are more introverted or a little bit more you know home. homebody so not fine. as that like that's a bad thing but no. if you are if you do find yourself wanting to be with friends or go go out to people's houses your um, life doesn't have to stop it doesn't have to stop um, when they're young when they're really small i'd say six months or younger they're going they're not like going to bed super early there's not like a bedtime like they sleep a little bit and then you feed them we didn't have that some people have very well i I mean i feel like though it's but they're gonna wake up 
you know, sure. to eat and stuff. So, so you could have them sleep in your arms while you're at your friend's house and, yeah. you know, and, and feed. And if they go to sleep, then you put them in a, a bouncer or a pack and play or, yeah. uh, we had lots of different things that we took. Um, <laughs> and then, <clears throat> so I feel like the, it was easier especially with one kid, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. it was easier those first six months to be yeah. social. That's true. Be- yeah. Because they didn't, they don't, they're not moving. <laughs> like they are sleeping and eating and changing their diaper. And it was, it was probably definitely easier yeah. than once she started moving. Also, I want to say, I think a big hindrance of, of parents, even if you are more of a social person, um, is the fear of like germs and your baby getting sick. I just kind of want to hit on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh and I are definitely not super um, clean freaks, and we're not germaphobes by any means. Um, like I've said, and we'll talk on our on a separate podcast probably, but I use essential oils. I wasn't <laughs> using them as much with Indy. Um, but, like, we aren't stupid. We know there's germs. Um, we know people have germs. Um, but we also are big proponents that... Um, it's good to expose your kids to just outside. Um, and we never we never put her in harm's way by any means. Mm-hmm. Either of our girls in harm's way. Yep. Um, because, no, I don't want them getting sick. I don't, you know. So if that's your fear, Of course, some, ba- some babies, you know, can't... Are more prone. Yeah, you know, are more prone or yes. have a weak immune system. Of course, that makes sense. But if your baby in general is just like a, ch- a healthy, normal baby... Yeah then I'd say don't let that, like, scare you. stop you and scare you. I mean, there's ways. I mean, if you do all the hand sanitizer in the world, do all the hand sanitizer in the world. If you need to spray stuff down before you get to your friend's house, do that, but still go to your friend's house, yeah. you know? The other the other side, I think, that's a fear is, especially with us, because there were, we didn't really have any other close friends with babies, is that our friends wouldn't yeah. like the baby, you know, yeah. or not not like the baby, but they wouldn't want us around because we have a baby. And I think that is like an unwritten, like fear that both parties have. The the people with no babies are like, oh, I guess we're never gonna see them again because they're having a baby. And the people with the baby yeah. are like, oh, they probably don't want to see us because we have a baby. And I just think that if you're close friends, if you're good friends, if you're in a small group, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. No, I think people will come to like love your baby too. We yeah. saw that happen. It totally was beautiful. That's the other thing. Let's let me kind of jump on that yeah. request, or should we? We might have to take a baby break. <laughs> um, <clears throat> our friends were wonderful. We were in an incredible small group. All of us at this point have dispersed and moved, pretty much, um, which is so sad. But still keep in touch with every single one of them. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the fear. Are we going to be those parents? You know, those old 20-something parents with the kids and we don't, you know, people don't want to be around us anymore. But I I was so... I, my heart was so warmed and I just... I, I literally felt so loved because of how much our friends loved. Especially Indy because that's... We were around our small group with Indy the most. Not, not since Lainey's been born as much. But we were around them. And they loved her so immensely. So, sh- just shout out to all of our small yeah. group friends that listen to this. But um, that was so beautiful because mm-hmm. none of them have kids yet, and that's totally fine. We were the first to, you know, venture into that great unknown. And yep. I yeah, I just 
thought that was one of the most wonderful things is just how much they embraced Indy and just freaking loved her to pieces. Yep. So. And then I would say the, the other thing that is, it obviously depends on the kid, of course. <laughs> There's lots of different kids, but... Mm-hmm. If you if you raise your kid from day one or you know day seven to be flexible to be in other places, by the time they do have a nap time, so six months or later, not nap time, sorry, bedtime, six mm-hmm. months or later, when they're starting to actually like go to sleep and be asleep until this time or whatever, <clears throat> then you can uh, you can take a pack and play. This is what we would do. We would take a pack and play. We'd set it upstairs when it was bedtime. We go put them to bed, and then we'd hang out with our friends for another sometimes only an hour most of the time two or three hours later mm-hmm. go upstairs grab her she would almost always wake up luckily indy <clears throat> we haven't ventured into this world with lane yet but luckily indy is really good at she wakes up we take her to the car we we keep it calm we you know mm-hmm. we, we try to you know quiet and then she usually stays up on the drive mm-hmm. we get home and she goes right to her crib and goes back to sleep and it's just been so oh such yeah. a relief She's um, so flexible. <clears throat> yeah, so I love the fact that we did that. That was mm-hmm. my favorite thing and the thing that I would talk to anybody about and give advice. Yeah. Probably our worst thing that we've done so far with Indy as she's gotten older is her eating habits. Oh, my. <laughs> now, Where would these stem from? Let's just okay. start there. We already know. They already know that your worst quality, second, maybe top worst mm-hmm. quality. I'm a picky eater. But the problem is, I don't necessarily know if picky eaters make picky eaters, besides the fact that I don't cook mm-hmm. a ton of different things because of my small, like, range Variance, of food. Yeah. So, I guess that's kind of how you create a picky eater. Maybe. Yeah. Even though there's still some things I make and I eat that, that homegirl just eat. won't eat. Yep. Um... So, yeah, eating has been very difficult. And so, not difficult. She has had food and liked it since yeah. she was at the proper age to start that. Yeah, we were really good with, like, the little terrible oatmeal and then the baby mm-hmm. food. And then well, she started eating, like, trying stuff. Yeah. And we she, were... She tried normal human food, I, I call it. Yeah. Very quickly. And we were good, pretty good, for the first, like, couple months of that. And then out of ease, out of maybe laziness maybe uh just like what was comfortable for us and what you liked and what i liked Mm -hmm. we just kind of started weaning down what she was eating Mm -hmm. not sorry not introducing you hear that not introducing new foods and it came to a head probably like four or five months ago Mm -hmm. where we had like and maybe this is normal too but like we had at least three weeks to five weeks of like she only ate chicken nuggets hot dogs and sweets like ice cream <laughs> sort of yeah in her pouches in her pouches now Thank I, God did for pouches. Go, I did go see your pediatrician within this point um just for like a normal checkup um and just entering this first phase of toddler life um that is pretty common yeah um there's other creative ways that my that our pediatrician has helped us out with on how to get veggies into their diet without them knowing it. Spaghetti sauce, just blending up a bunch of different like 
veggies and throwing it in the sauce and they would never know. Um, but she did say that she had another mom. I think her daughter was three and she's like, my daughter only eats pizza. Like pizza and chicken nuggets. I can't get her to literally anything else. And she like, but like, that's just it's actually quite normal. They just like go through this like weird phase. And if they're eating, they, my pediatrician said, if she's eating, that's a good thing as a toddler because yeah. they just, no, it's not that we want to keep her there because like, I don't want to keep her at this point of just. She had bacon the other day. Yeah. And I mean, she has, she has tried other weird things. Sometimes she'll start eating something and we're like, oh, that's a weird indie thing to eat, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so surprisingly shocked there. Um, yeah, so that is one of our biggest, I guess, maybe downfalls. Something that we're really we're learning in, and hopefully yeah. we'll do better with Lainey. Moral um, of the story: try to introduce as many different foods as possible. We've had some incredible moms that I see, and I'm like, you guys are the bomb for yeah. me. But like Brussels sprouts and crazy sauces and all this stuff, and I'm like, dang. Yep. So. Yeah. And I would say the other thing I think of when I think of the things that we should have and could have done better is the curse of most millennial parents, the thing that previous generations have never had to think about, and that's screen time. Yeah. It just didn't come with a plan. Yeah. We we have one that we would like to implement. Yeah. I mean, there's... There's both sides to it. There's people that are like, oh, it's so terrible. Why is your 18-month-old watching any type of screen time? And there's also parents that are totally fine like we are, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, sometimes I think, the Doc McStuffins saves our afternoon. Yeah. I did hear, I mean, again, I heard a pediatrician say one of the biggest differences in families that he can always tell is he can tell the almost immediately if a family is unlimited screen time or limited screen time and so Mm -hmm. we're never going to be unlimited we want to start cutting it down or like at least we want to start putting a timer on it it's hard because she's so young and and can't really rationalize with but Mm -hmm. i've told abby you know i'm so pro technology that's the world we live in uh that Mm -hmm. you know we're not gonna say no completely but what i my dream is to eventually get to a point hopefully sooner than later that if she's, you know, maybe there's a heavy movie day one day, maybe there's light movie day another, or, you know, YouTube or whatever, YouTube kids. But at any point, I want to be able to shut the phone off or the TV off, you know, with warning, and then be okay. We're not there yet. Yeah, and her not have a meltdown. Yeah. Because toddler fits are... They're real. A real thing. It's another thing we're learning how to discipline through. Um, yeah, so... I mean... Maybe you have some suggestions. For toddler fits? Not you, sorry. I'm talking to the fourth wall. Or, the, sorry, the fourth chair. <laughs> no, I was saying maybe you guys, uh, if you've had any oh. successes with screen time, yes. um, let us know. You know where to find us. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are, I mean, two of among many, many things that we could have done differently. But uh, we wanted to end this podcast kind of... Uh, with the thought of maybe our girls listening to this one day and we wanted to talk about what's fun to do with them right now mm-hmm. well honestly not a ton with Lainey she doesn't do much <laughs> no. 
but she comes along for the ride quite and well. she's super cute oh my gosh she's so cute um so i have them all day every day um because i stay home with them so like today we take chick-fil-a dates um there's the chick-fil-a at our mall and so it's just a nice way to get out of the house mm-hmm. i know indy will definitely eat there <laughs> um who wouldn't seriously it's like heaven um and so we'll do that. We'll go to the mall and get the double stroller out, um, and we'll get Chick-fil-A. Sometimes we'll walk around, depending on what time it is, because nap time is real. And um, it just gives, honestly, Indy and I some time together, mm-hmm. um, where I'm not, you know, feeding Lane or something. Um, yeah, and Indy just loves that. We well, also go to uh, Rochester Play. We'll usually do that when Dad gets home. Yeah, it's like a better... Uh, it's like the tubes in Chuck E. Cheese, except safer and less disease and really <laughs> nice. Uh, so it's nice. so much fun. And, and, and watching Indy uh, progress and get better, like, go Honestly, from... Honestly, just, like, get fearless Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Like, just so, so fun. We've loved the zoo. Yeah. In the beginning stages, you know, we had a past in all of 2018. It was really just a place for us to be able to walk because mm-hmm. we loved going on walks with yeah. her. Uh, with Indy and then the last time we went which was Christmas at the zoo with your mom mm-hmm. and dad uh, she oh. she was like totally engaged in the animals and it was really really cool yeah. um, I love uh, just kind of playing and rolling and throwing and um, oh, tickling wrestling, wrestling <laughs> with with Indy um, and even Lane already I, I'm already kind of tick, tickling her I'm not yeah, rough t- with her no. I'm already kind of tickling her and bone raspberries and stuff so that's that's really fun for me mm-hmm. i mean in the summer we did um like the water park and stuff Got swimming Amy, used to that yes like lake stuff yeah we enjoy doing that with with um and um yeah. it's so fun to see her learn yeah. and get better at things and yes. i i w- would love for her to be some like genius scientist <laughs> slash like first moral politician ever i don't know i just would love to see her be this like powerful smart human she's just i mean laney this is a very early podcast in your life but like indy is she's so incredibly intelligent she's so smart like and she is i mean i know this is a time when her brain is literally a sponge like they always say but i mean she picks up stuff and she retains it after like one time of hearing something or she just did that on a song the other day yeah and it's just I don't know. It's so cool. It's also super humbling to just watch her just learn like that and grow. Yeah. Um, which makes me think the possibilities are endless for her. Totally. And, I mean, she's going to be a great big sister. She already is. Oh, yeah. Can we just please pe- yeah, like, we need press to, on that? We need she's to say that. incredible. She's a great, great big sister. Like, loves Lainey to pieces. Sometimes, like, we had Almost really good much. advice from a nurse about, like... <laughs> Make sure you affirm Indy. Don't don't freak her out if she touches the baby. Like, don't scare her from that. Like like yeah. invite her into it. And <laughs> so there's been a couple times like she the other day just tried to give Lane her sippy cup because she's like here take a drink and she dropped the cup on her face and it's like, <laughs> luckily me and Abby were right on the same page. Like we were both like, oh my gosh that's so sweet. Like, be be careful. But like wow that was adorable. Thank you. Literally um, gives her kisses. All the time. All the time. And she then, makes us give her a kiss afterwards. Yeah. So, so Lainey is well loved. Um, she is. By her big sis. So, so we're hoping that that will continue. Yeah. So that's our parenting journey so far. It's really fun and hard and rewarding. Mm-hmm. And 
tiring. Also, can I say one more just funny piece of advice? <laughs> yes. Um, don't be like me. Swaddle your children. Amen. I. She swears I just, they don't like it when I, they're young. I know, I know, because they just fight it so hard when they're like super tiny, and it just makes me like, oh no, they don't like it. Take her out. They like it. She's passed out now because she swaddled. <laughs> so. So yeah, yeah, that's our parenting podcast. I hope you <laughs> hear us when we say we are not perfect parents. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think there exists such a thing, but. We wanted to just kind of tell you what our journey was like, and maybe it's an encouragement. Maybe you can relate. I'm sure there's a lot mm-hmm. of you that have kids that can relate. And maybe you got some helpful hints and yeah. advice. Um, we love our girls. We love you, Indy and Lane. Laney. Yeah, we love you. Um, thanks for making us parents. Yes. And thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Hope you have a great day. We will see you in Tennessee. And... Maybe if Pert's probably going to take a couple weeks, yeah, two or so three weeks I'm... again. I was wrong. I just fact-checked myself about the last... It's been three weeks since the last podcast, so mm-hmm. um, it might be another another good chunk. Maybe we'll bring the, uh, the the infamous essential oils next. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about that. Yeah, there's there's been been some developments in, in the has. thinking brain. Um, <laughs> so... It's about time. It is. Um that's all for us yeah i hope you guys have a good day as always if you get anything out of this it's do this with a friend or a spouse someone that you love it's really fun to document and um have really intentional time of just talking it's Mm -hmm. amazing after being married for four years it's rare that we sit down for 45 minutes and just talk the whole time it is rare and so that's been really cool So, I'm sure if you're listening that we love you. Yep. Thank you for listening again. Yeah, thanks again. See you in a few weeks. Bye.